Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Kirk McElhern, an outspoken commentator. We'll talk about some of the new stuff from Apple services and hardware. And why do I think that Apple services, especially TV Plus, may be more dedicated to people over 50? A little bit later, we'll be hearing from Peter Cohen. All this and more on the Tech Night Out Live. Okay, Kirk McElhern, what do you think was the most important thing for Apple to introduce the past couple of weeks? Uh, Most important in terms of the long-term future of the company is the Apple Card. I think this is going to be their second step in the direction of becoming a national services company, the first step being Apple Pay. They've got, what is it, 800 million people with accounts registered with them. With Apple Pay, they get that tiny little percentage every time someone buys something. With the card, they're going to get a little bit more. This is going to appeal to a certain class of person who, if they can afford a lot of Apple products, they spend a lot of money. They're going to use the card a lot. And do note that this is U.S. only and that the world is a lot bigger than the U.S. But once Apple gets this going and gets partner banks in other countries, they will become a multinational bank partner. And who knows, with the money they have, maybe they'll buy out a bank or set up an actual bank at some point. The Apple Bank. Hey, there is an Apple Bank, I think, already. This is done in cooperation with Goldman Sachs. I believe it's a MasterCard. And what that means is a MasterCard. Okay. You'll be able to use this anywhere that accepts a MasterCard. Anywhere accepts a MasterCard, yeah. That's right. Unlike if it was, say, American Express, which isn't accepted in so many places, Diners Club cards like that. Diners Club, does anybody even use Diners Club anymore? I don't know. I just remember used to see it on the doors of restaurants all the time. Right. Diners Club. I never see them anymore. Yeah, there's still Diners Club International. And it's a charge card owned by Discover Financial Services, the Discovery card, of course. Same company. I don't think I've ever seen Diners Club here. Uh, American Express is relatively common. I have an American Express card. Diners Club has partnered with MasterCard for wider universal acceptance. Ah, okay. You see, they had to do something. Yeah. So you think here this is going to be the most important thing that Apple will have a credit card. They might start a new bank. I mean, there have banks now try to be different, like Aspiration.com promises to be a different bank that you can use any ATM machine and not pay those silly service charges. They also have the Capital One Bank that's supposed to be different. I use the bank that's online only. It's owned by HSBC. It's called First Direct. It's owned by HSBC, but they, are, they function independently. It's all online and telephone when you need help. Over here, you don't pay fees to use ATMs. All the banks agree to share their ATMs. There are private ATMs where you pay fees, but all the ones that are run by the banking organization are all free. You don't pay many fees here on bank accounts other than uh, if you have an overdraft or credit card interest or things like that. The thing is, we're not going to see, unless Apple announces numbers about the, the Apple card, did they say there were 10 billion Apple Pay transactions so far? That's the only way we have an idea of how big this is. We don't know how, how much that represents in money. The, the TV stuff that we're going to talk about, the Apple Arcade, the news, this is all visible. We're going to see this. We're going to see, as there are new magazines added to Apple News Plus, we're going to see the new games in Apple Arcade. 
But the banking stuff is going to be very occult, and it's just going to hang out in the background, and they're just going to be printing money with this if it works out. Now, remember, Apple has already had a credit card in partnership with Barclays Bank. They did. In the 80s, right? Still do. People were sharing on Twitter an image of an Apple credit card from back in the 80s. Well, they still offer credit online. I think Barclays does the financing of that. With the iPhone upgrade program, I got mine here, and it is through Barclays. But I'm talking an Apple-branded credit card from back in the 80s. Now, I don't think Apple was the bank. I think it was the same way that charities and nonprofits can have credit cards with their logo on it. I'm not sure exactly how it worked, but people have been sharing um, images on Twitter of an ad for that. Well, in this case, it's Goldman Sachs. Now, remember, Goldman Sachs doesn't have all the executives it used to. Some of them are working for the administration here in Washington, D.C. Yes, and, and I'm not sure that Goldman Sachs is the best bank to pick. I mean, I saw that movie, The Big Short. They, they were the big swindlers in, back in 2008. Um, I, I don't think Goldman Sachs necessarily has a very good reputation as a bank. I think of them as a, as a stock brokerage trading firm. Uh, maybe that's changed a lot. I would have expected to see a more, I hate to use the term, a more banky bank, a bank that we're familiar with. But it's entirely possible that for Goldman Sachs, this is also a way to get more into banking. Because I don't think they've been a retail bank for very long. Well, Goldman Sachs is considered something for investors, the well-heeled. Right. You don't think of them as something that caters to the regular consumer. Exactly. So this is a way for Goldman Sachs to reach a much, much wider audience. So maybe they'll be more lenient. There won't be late charges, although the interest rates seem to be on a par with other credit cards, except Apple claims they'll be at the lower end. So if you qualify for 24% at Capital One, maybe you'll be 22% here. Yeah, that's pretty low because I'm just looking, um, if I go to Amazon uh, UK and I go to my shopping cart, there's always an ad for a credit card at the top of it. And they're offering me an Amazon Platinum MasterCard at 21.9%. That's low for this country. Pretty much the lowest you can get normally is about 18%. You can get credit cards here that go up to 40%. I'm reloading the page. I'm seeing another one at 32.9%, another one 219 So... Interest rates are extremely high here. There's no limit like there. When I lived in France, there was a limit of something like the 18%. Um, I, what's it like in the States? Can people charge any interest they want on a credit card? I think it's limited to around 30 or the low 30s. Okay. Um, here it can go way higher than that. But anyway, um, I, I think that's... The, the thing here to look at is a company getting into a business that's very different from what they're used to doing. Um, and Apple Pay was the first step. And, and Apple was intelligent with that. What they did is they sold the technology to make more secure payments and to decrease fraud. And that gave them cred with um, banks. And now they're moving into the next step. And why not an Apple bank a few years down the line? Why not? I'm always surprised that Apple has not done like the card manufacturers instead of their own financing company. Um, uh, rather than partnering, partnering, as you said, with Barclays or whoever um, to finance iPhones and Macs. This may be a first step. It's not easy it to be. pass all the regulatory requirements, but if they take an existing financial institution, they get right into it, and then right. maybe Apple will just buy Goldman Sachs. Who knows? Yeah, well, they could buy that the same way we can buy lunch. 
Something like that, yes. But okay. that's the point here. Okay, I agree with you. It's an interesting prospect. I want to see what level of credit worthiness they expect of somebody with so-so credit who might be hit or miss with a regular credit card. Will Apple take the chance on that? Yeah. We'll see. I, I, I think there's a certain public that's going to jump on this because 3% off your Apple devices, for people like us who do buy several Apple devices each year, that's not nothing. That, that adds up. Um, as for the rest of it, I find the whole non credit card without a number really interesting. Uh, I know this is a technology that other companies have been doing for a while, but um, this is really going to mainstream a new way of doing credit cards. No number, uh, no PIN, but of course, you still need your phone or your watch. And uh, they give you the metal card in case you don't have it. I guess there's a PIN for that. Okay, also, also. Because your actual number is never transmitted when you buy something. If you have to enter a full number in an ordering system, they will give you a virtual number. It's right. like having a disposable email address. You can use that one time just right. for that particular dealer. You go to another dealer, it's a different card number. And it's and not something. At, and, once it's divorced, and, money. and once it's divorced from the company that you're buying from, it can't be used, I gather. It's a safety exactly. measure. Kirk McElhern joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Now Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product, Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Thank <laughs> you.
Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So as we focus on Apple's announcements, of course, Apple Pay is very popular. I've been in a motel here, advertises Apple Pay. I go into more and more stores, Apple Pay, except, of course, for Walmart, because Walmart's trying their own. But most other places I go to, Apple Pay is becoming more and more ubiquitous. So it's only natural that Apple would have their own credit card with exclusive features and certainly getting a 3% discount on your next $5,000 Mac. That's $150. Hey, listen, whatever you can get. Private dealers do that all the time, by the way. If you order from some of these mail order providers, I know that AppleInsider.com partners with a lot of these companies, and they have pre-built configurations of all the new Macs, and you always, always save money. Always save money, which is pretty good. Anyway, the other thing to point out is Apple made some very low-key hardware announcements, and they kind of fleshed out just about everything. We have the MacBook Pro from last year, which probably will get an update this fall. The iMac got its update. Of course, we also had the iPad Mini 5. And then there was a new iPad, which is like a Pro, but without a few features. Maybe it's like having a 10R compared to a 10S. I just don't understand that. I think rationalizing the iPad line uh, in some ways 
So we have the iPad Pro, the iPad Air, the iPad, and the iPad Mini. The new one is an iPad Air, but it's closer to the iPad Pro. And I think they're going to get rid of the plain iPad eventually. They don't need to have four devices like that. Right, but you have to bear in mind the plain iPad is 329 okay? If you want to buy the yeah, new iPad true. Air. Starts at 499 Exactly. So yeah, when true. you look at it that way, you can say, you know what? Apple still has a market there that they can access with that. Educational institutions, people who just want to no no-frills iPad and don't want to spend $500 for it. The iPad yeah. Air and the iPad Pro, I look at this and I say, okay, what are we getting for $300 less? Because that's the point. What are we getting for $300 less? Well, we lose a couple of speakers, okay? And there's some picture enhancement features like that maybe be more interesting. There is a couple of other features for the display that make it better. And that's 11 inches for the iPad Pro, and this is 10 and a half. So maybe that's part of it. But is it worth $300 more? I bet for a lot of people it won't be. Because you're getting 90% or 95% of the iPad Pro and the iPad Air. It doesn't have the... So it's a few things you're not getting there. But most people won't really care about that, I think. Yeah, most people won't. Um, I I do have an 11-inch iPad Pro, and the display is wonderful. You know, my partner has an old... I guess it's a previous iPad Pro, which is more like today's iPad Air, right? The one from a couple years ago. And... She doesn't care. It's not that much of a difference. Um, I do appreciate it slightly faster. I've, I've been using it with a pencil to edit a lot of things that I write. And there are advantages for a professional user. But it's true. Most people don't need it. Most people could get by with the, the regular iPad. And they updated the iPad mini. And, and I kind of like that because the iPad mini has a lot. There's something nice about the iPad mini. It's got the better display of the iPad Air and the iPad Pro. Uh, it's got the True Tone and, and all that. It doesn't have Face ID, but it is compatible with the first-generation Apple Pencil. And this, of course, gets confusing. There are two different Apple Pencils. One of them is only compatible with the iPad Pro, and the other is only compatible with the iPad Air and the iPad Mini. And the Logitech Crayon, the thing that's cheaper made for education, is only compatible with the iPad Air and the iPad Mini. It's true that the Pro is really Pro, and for the difference in price, um, I'm just looking at the base model, the 11 inches, 799. The iPad Air is 499. It's true that that is a no-brainer for most people. And and then if you just go down to the plain iPad at 329, it's a little bit older, a little bit smaller. Um, it does have Touch ID, but again, most people aren't going to notice the speed difference. And in fact, I think most people with the iPad Pro don't really notice the speed difference unless they play demanding games or they're doing photo editing or things like that. Now, just as an example here, my wife has an iPad Air 2 that we got a super, super discount, close out somewhere. Four and a half years old. Yep. It's like new. Remember, with the new iOS 12 update, the older hardware was made to run faster, more efficiently. And the only thing she misses out of it is the speakers. She'd yeah. like to have better speakers, but it's not worth spending seven ninety nine for better speakers. It's true that the iPad Pro has really good sound, and I sometimes watch videos in bed on the iPad Pro um, without headphones. The sound is good enough. You don't get a bass from it, but if you're watching a TV series, generally, that's it's not a big deal, and it is it is quite good for that. It, it's heavier, 
than well, it's, no, it's not that much heavier than the iPad Air. It's only four grams heavier. Uh, I would think it's heavier than that, but I guess it's it is bigger. So I guess it it is a little bit confusing. I mean, most people they're going to look for price. They're not going to look for specs for something like this. And so if you go into a store and and you see the seven ninety nine compared to the three twenty nine. You know, what usually happens is companies have three products. They have a low price, a middle price, and a high price. Most people will not buy the lowest price. And the lowest price in some way gets people to buy the medium price because they don't want to spend enough for the highest price. And so they kind of settle in the middle. So I bet Apple's still selling more iPad Airs at $499 than iPad Pros at $799 or iPads at $329. As you did say, for the ed for education market, the iPad without modifier is a good deal. It is compatible with the first generation pencil, um, which means it's also compatible with Logitech Crayon, and it is a lot cheaper. It's kind of like some car dealers do or car companies. So Volkswagen has the Jetta, which is their volume compact sedan. They have an S model, which is a loss leader, with stripped out with some, most of the features, except they have a few of the safety features and CarPlay and Android Auto. But for a couple of thousand more, and that's not much on a monthly payment, you get the SE, which is what they really want to sell you, or the SEL or the Type R. You know, So basically, like a lot of car companies, most people don't buy the entry-level model. No. You know, they offer the entry-level model here, and I don't know what they do there. But they say, oh, it's going to be zero down, zero down payment, yeah. all that. But you want to get the real offer. You don't take that model. You go to the next level, and suddenly your monthly payment's up $200. Speaking of cars, Gene, I'm going to send you a photo um, while we're talking. It's My car is on the left, and my neighbor bought a new car. It's on the right of this photo. Um, I don't want a car like that, but I know you're a car guy, and you would probably want to try out a car like this. This is sort of a play-by-play -play description, isn't it? Okay, I'm going to look here. Look at the photo that Kirk sent me of his car and his friend's car. I am looking right now. So the one at the left looks like a Toyota. That's my Toyota Igo in the color that they call Magenta Fizz. It looks like kind of like when we had the candy-colored iMac. Yeah, the original iMac yeah. was candy-colored. Yep. Let, let me go back to this in the next segment. More to come. Okay. Kirk McElhern on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it.
Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp-made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump is continuing to emphasize the immigration issue on Twitter. He cut off aid to three Central American countries and is calling on Mexico to stop the influx of immigrants coming into the U.S. He made the repeated threats this week to shut down the U.S. border with Mexico. We'll keep it closed for a long time. I'm not playing games. Mexico has to stop it. There's a very good likelihood that I'll be closing the border next week, and that'll be just fine with me. A closure of the southern border could affect legal ports of entry where more than $550 billion of goods are traded between Mexico and the U.S. each year. Political scientist Mark Jones says this could make the problem worse. If they could do more to essentially align themselves with the United States on this policy, they would. They simply don't have the resources and don't have the capacity to do so. This is USA Radio News. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800 610 Hey everyone, Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662 or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio. You heard right. Proactive MD plus free shipping and a free gift. The new charcoal pore cleansing brush. You'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee. You're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back. Call now. 1-800-583-8662. That's 1-800-583-8662. Or go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio. Again, go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. (laughs) 
So Kirk has a candy-colored Toyota Igo. Is that the a hybrid? Fizz. That's a hybrid, right? No, it's not. No, no. The the Yaris is the hybrid. This is smaller. You can't really see how small it is from this. Um, they call it a subcompact here. It's like the smallest size you can get of a normal car. Okay, the car to the right. The yes. car, the car to the right. Jaguar. Bentley. Oh, Bentley. Okay. The so, car to the right of that is a Jaguar, but the car to the right of mine is a Bentley. My neighbor bought a Bentley. This is a, this is a car that starts at like one hundred fifty thousand pounds. So like. $200,000. Conspicuous consumption. Indeed. You know, it is heavy. It's gas guzzling. I mean, maybe uh, the- it might not be that gas guzzling, but it's probably got a V8 or a V12 engine or something. I'll look that up. I want to get a talk. ride in it one of these days to see how it feels. I never rode in a Bentley. Okay. I never rode in a Bentley in my entire well, life. I'm going to look at now official Bentley Motors website. You know, it's part of Volkswagen. You know is that, it? right? Yes, it is. I didn't know that. Oh. Volkswagen owns Bentley. Okay. See, you learn a little bit every day. Well, the same way that Jaguar is owned by Tata, isn't it? Tata Motors is an Indian company. Yeah. And Volvo is owned by, was it Geely or Geely of China? Chinese company, yeah. Anyway. Let's move past that. The other thing Apple introduced was a new iMac. It's the same as the old iMac. Meet the new iMac, same as the old iMac. But it's with, new, yeah. Uh, with more powerful processors. So the 27-inch iMac, the cheapest at $1799 is a six-core version. Okay, six-core. And if you go all the way to the top, and let's go to the top here. The more expensive one's $2299. Obviously, add RAM and storage because they come, they, they ship, the default thing comes with a Fusion drive. I mean, seriously, that's just ridiculous. The default should be some sort of an SSD. That means you have to spend another couple hundred bucks to get an SSD. I think that's just horrendous. In terms of processors, you can get 3.6 gigahertz, 8-core, turbo boost up to 5 gigahertz. It's $400 more. Memory upgrades are a wee bit cheaper than they used to be, but if you want to go not much. If you want to go from eight to thirty-two, it's six hundred dollars. Still yeah, kind yeah. of expensive. Now, in terms of SSD, it's also a little bit cheaper than it used to be. So, if you want two terabytes, used to be fourteen hundred dollars. Now it's only only eleven hundred. Now you can actually buy a third-party SSD for what six hundred dollars and pay a dealer a hundred dollars, and he'll swap it out for you. Yeah. Um, but so so this is interesting because th this isn't quite the iMac Pro yet, but it's getting up there with the upgrade options. Um, I don't think we'll ever see an update to the iMac Pro. I I'd be surprised if they bring out another one. I think it's just sort of a stopgap machine until they bring a new Mac Pro. But this is some serious computing. But then again, you know, I don't need this. You don't need this. How many cores and how many gigahertz? And we're past that. For the people who do need it, and a friend of mine was delighted because he's um, changing from a 2014 iMac, um, the first Retina 5K iMac, and he's upgrading, so he's delighted. Um, I mean, this is really good stuff, but it's not new. It's it's another incremental update, like the iPads, um, like the AirPods version 2, uh, better battery life, and it will support inductive charging. What else did they update? Didn't they update something else? Oh, they have new watch bands. Yeah, they have new watch bands. Now, the 
Graphics on the iMac can be upgraded to a Radeon Pro Vega 48. Now, let me just do this here now, okay? You're going to do the thing where you put the most expensive options to see how much it costs. I know. Okay, I maxed it out. So we got the 3.6 gigahertz, 8-core processor, 9th generation Intel Core i9. Okay, the i9, not the i5. 64 gigabytes of DDR4 memory, which is faster memory. Radeon Pro Vega 48. The 2 terabyte solid-state storage. 5249. Yep. And you'll get 3% back with your Apple credit card. Hey, whatever it is, it is. Yeah. But you see here, I agree with you that perhaps the iMac Pro doesn't have a purpose, or maybe it does. Maybe Apple will keep it if they're still selling them. I well, know they have I, an, I up- they have an upgraded. Pardon? They, they seem to be discounted in a number of places. Which is surprising for the top of the line, but uh, how many people are buying this? I, I, it doesn't seem like something that's really selling a lot. Um, but if you look at the base model, um, it comes with 32 gigs of RAM. It comes with a terabyte of SSD, which is a lot higher than the base model of the one we were just looking at. Um, it comes with a Radeon Pro Vega, but I don't know which one it is. Um, so it's it, a, it is, it's a 56. If anyone knows, it, start, it starts with high specs already compared to the other one. But the other uh, iMac is is getting close, and this does raise the question: Will there be a new iMac Pro, or will they just move to the Mac Pro? Which I mean, they're still selling the Mac Pro from 2013, more than five years later, um, at what is it, five hundred dollars less than the initial price? Because they they did drop the price at some point. They had a few other configurations, I am told, for the iMac Pro. But the sweet spot will cost you $59.99. I say sweet spot because standard graphics, the standard processor, eight cores enough for most people, 64 gigabytes of RAM, and a two terabytes SSD for $59.99. I think that's a sweet spot because you're getting really good performance. You're getting pretty good graphics. Most people won't notice the difference with the high-end Vegas, and they're getting more memory. So I think that's a sweet spot if you have that money, which, of course, how many of us do? Yeah, we were just talking about the $329 um, iPad. So the, the Mac Pro starts at $29.99. I believe it was $39.99 or was it $34.99 when it first came out? So it's the- dropped a little, but it's still a three-year-old computer. Right, but at this point, we kind of sort of expect that during the WWDC, they will pull the wraps off I hope the so. Mac Pro. I am almost certain it's going to happen. Now, it may not ship then. It may not ship till the fall. I think yeah. you let, ought to look at Intel's roadmap for Xeon processors. When is yeah. the next generation? Because they don't come out as fast or as quickly as the core processors. So what is the next generation? And that might be what Apple's going to put in there. Although our friend Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer says, no, it's going to be the first one with an ARM processor from Apple. That's possible too, yeah. We, we, we know that Apple's likely going that route. Um, it would, would explain, be the time to it, do it, to, to try it with a, with, a, with a Mac that's not going to sell a lot just to make sure everything works. Also, it explains the long development time. Because... Yeah. 
the day that they introduced the iMac Pro, which would be December of 2017, when that when they introduced that product, they could have then offered a modular version with the same hardware where you could upgrade yeah. everything. No problem. That technology has been here forever. They could have offered a version modular for maybe $1,000 less or whatever without the display, and yep. then you'd add your own display. Or maybe you'd have some higher-end Intel graphics. But they could have done yeah, the it other, then. They could have the done it then. That, the other reason that Apple might be waiting for the Mac Pro is because they might be coming back into displays and building displays themselves. Because uh, they, they, as far as I know, the LG displays that they've been selling have not been entirely satisfactory. Since Apple introduces new hardware offerings for the press release, we won't devote a lot more time to them. Later on, Peter Cohen will talk about it, though. In the meantime, we're going to talk next about Apple's services. Okay? Services. Do we want to really care that Oprah Winfrey was the star of the show, or Steven Spielberg, or J.J. Abrams, or Reese Witherspoon? More to come. I'm Gene Steinberg. We have Kirk McElhern on the Tech Night Now Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264 Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264
Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So finally, after all the buildup, we have Apple TV+. Plus. We know very little about it, except they had, I guess, some sample trailers. It's even less than an upfront from a TV network. Yeah, they, they were teasers. They weren't even proper trailers. That's right. It's like almost Comic Book Con, where they show a teaser of a movie yeah. under production, and you see some footage. But look at this now. The big stars they brought on, Reese Witherspoon, J.J. Abrams, Steven Spielberg... Oprah Winfrey, if you're over 50, I guess you care. But how is that in any way relevant to someone who is under 50? I mean, I hardly care about Oprah Winfrey. No, neither do I. But that's a good point, and I hadn't thought of that. What, What I noticed is I'm not as big a fan as you are. I mean, if I mention a popular movie, you can tell me who's in it, who produced it, who wrote the screenplay and all that. I don't know who's involved in these things. And they did that like 12 minute long black and white video with a bunch of people talking about making movies. I recognized a few of them, but not all of them. And I don't understand why they didn't at least put their names on the screen at some point. That made me wonder that. And the very beginning of this Apple event made me wonder who was this event The event opened with Tim Cook explaining to people what services are. And to me, it seemed like he was doing this for investors. 
saying, okay, this is why we said our services income is going to increase. These are the services. Make sure you understand. Then when it got to the TV part, much later, just near the end, I think this presentation was for Hollywood to say, we've got these names who are agreeing to do pro uh, programs with us, and you might want to join us. I don't think this TV thing was for us. It's not going to be out until the fall. It's going to whet our appetites because, okay, a couple of actors and directors. And I, I would admit the Spielberg Amazing Stories thing is something I would watch. But in general, this was not a package of programs that were that exciting. What They presented four or five programs. Um, I think this was mostly to say to Hollywood, we're writing checks and you should join us. Even M. Night Shyamalan, he hasn't had a hit film, what? Actually, his last couple of films, sequels to Unbreakable, that went under the radar, didn't, wasn't even aware they were out, they did fairly well. But his success was 15 years ago. Oh, that's who was in that thing. I didn't, okay, I don't like his movies. I, 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 think, they're, I think they have a great deal of contempt for uh, viewers, you know, going all the way through, and then all of a sudden there's something that comes in that changes everything, and it's all, everything's different. And in fact, it really annoyed me that they had that guy with the little glasses on who made me watch seven years of a series to find out in the last episode that it was all a dream a guy had just before dying. I, have, I want nothing to do with programs that he produces. Sixth Sense. I mean, I'll give you the, the spoiler. We don't know till know towards the end once, yeah. that Bruce Willis was dead, was a ghost. And this kid was the only one who saw him because yeah. he saw dead people. Yeah. But I was talking about Lost. The guy with the little glasses. You know what? Lost, so, I gave up after about five seasons. I thought it was well, going nowhere. It was getting more and more absurd. And I gave I, up. I, gave up I don't care what the ending was. I just gave up on the show. I gave up after three seasons, but my son was obsessed. And it was the kind of thing that we watched together. So I kept watching. And as it got to the end, it was just infuriating. And then you find out that it was all just a dream the guy had before he died. And it's like, that's just poor storytelling yet they were talking about great storytelling anyway that that's not the point the point is that this wasn't for us there's not much about the programs that we know i think the bigger question is how many programs will there be is there enough for apple to actually have a service that they charge for when you look at how much how much would it take to get people to pay 10 bucks a month if apple is only offering their own programs now if they're going to be offering another group of movies and TV shows, the way Netflix and Amazon Prime do, then that could be interesting. But we don't know that yet. I had always wondered, Apple's got all this stuff in the iTunes store. Couldn't they just make everything there that's more than six months or a year old streamable? That would, you know, be quite compelling, in addition to original programming. Okay. okay. The thing I'm concerned about there, though, is Apple has to be licensed to sell these films. So the studios would have to say, okay, you can stream them as part of this package. Right. You know, it's kind of like Apple Music yeah. in the same, well, it's, same, it's, same philosophy. It's, it's, but the thing here is that the movie industry is different now. So yeah. Time Warner is owned by AT&T. Disney owns 40% of the movie industry because they bought up the studio and the film library from 20th Century Fox. So, and they're launching their own streaming service. Exactly. So 40% of the possible films that Apple might want to stream, they're not going to be able to get. Yeah. I mean, Disney may be happy 
to let you buy them. Of course they will. But streaming will compete with their own service. That's why you see, for example, all the Marvel stuff is disappearing from Netflix. Not because Daredevil was a bad show and nobody saw it. Not because Luke Cage and Iron Fist, etc. We're bad. You have one season of Jessica Jones, one season of The Punisher coming up. They're gone. They're gone because Disney's going to do something. Will they bring back those shows under the Disney moniker? The thing is also that I'm concerned about this here is that with a regular cable provider or satellite provider, they offer you a variety of channels from different companies. But if you go to Disney, you get Disney stuff. Then 20th Century Fox, of course. You go to CBS All Access, it's CBS. You want to be able to download or stream NCIS for the past 14 years? I mean, there's some good stuff there. (laughs) Star Trek Discovery, but still all CBS. And that's the problem because if you want to have a general purpose streaming like Netflix is, plus original programming, more and more of the content's going to disappear and go into the hands of the individual networks who want to do it themselves. And unlike music streaming, where every streaming service should have pretty much everything, with the exception of a handful of exclusives, the competition that exists in movie and TV streaming is the specific content that is not licensed to be everywhere. You know, there's less content, there's more aggressive licensing. You know, the film industry is, is very good about licensing, unlike the music industry that doesn't really get it. So again, the big question to me is, is Apple launching a full-fledged streaming service, which includes their original programming, or are they only going to have their original programming? In which case, what do they do? Give it away for free because you can only watch it on Apple devices. Maybe that's their first step into this market. Not quite, because remember here, Apple is now licensing Apple TV app and AirPlay 2 to TV makers, Roku, Amazon, So you buy a brand new LG TV, Sony, Samsung, Vizio, maybe even some of the lesser makes, you will get an Apple TV app and be able to use iTunes and buy your films and AirPlay too. It's going to take a long time to build up a critical mass of users. Well, I think some of it will be retroactive to older versions of the TV. I've got to ask my friend of Vizio. They only said 2018, 2019. All right, so two years. I have a 2017 Vizio that I got as an extended review from Vizio. I'm going to ask the guy, is this going to support Apple TV when it comes out? Some of the manufacturers will support 2018 models, but others only 2019 and later. So you're not going to go back on an existing TV and be able to watch this. My uh, LG TV is, what, Um, three years old, two and a half, three years old, so I won't get it. I mean, I have an Apple TV device, but it's too old, it won't get it, and I don't see them changing that. I just wrote to the PR guy at Vizio. I'm going to ask him, how far back will this go? Just to get a sense of it, how far back they can do it. It may also be in terms of compatibility, in terms of selling you a new set. They want to sell you a new set. Hey, you get this too, as part of our streaming capability. What Apple has done here is, in a sense, save Apple TV by allowing you to get the most important features of Apple TV, because who cares about the apps? The most important features in any of the popular TV sets. Yeah, I I think most people don't care about the apps on Apple TV, and Apple thought that would when they brought out apps for Apple TV. Um, there are maybe some people that use them for games. I, I use some of the apps on Apple TV for Netflix and Amazon 
um, mainly because I prefer the Apple TV interface to the interface on my TV. Um, but the only thing that's exclusive to the Apple TV is Apple stuff. Uh, and it's true that if I were to buy a new TV and it did have an Apple app, that would mean that I probably wouldn't need to buy an Apple TV again. I mean, I bought one, what, a few months ago, um, but I would probably not buy another one in the future. We got more to come with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So as Kirk suggests here, the future of Apple TV may be truncated because if somebody can buy a brand new TV set and get the most important features of Apple TV, maybe you don't get the Siri and all that stuff, the stuff that people care about, not the frills, the high price frills and the apps that nobody downloads. Apple probably knows that and will be selling Apple TVs for people who have older sets that don't have AirPlay yeah. 2 or Apple TV built in, you'll still get the same thing. You'll have to buy external hardware. That's all. Maybe they'll cut the price. Maybe they'll offer it as it's been done 
as a premium with the cable and satellite makers as an alternative. Or as a premium if you subscribe to their Apple TV Plus for a year. They'll make more money on the services. Exactly. If people are going to subscribe to the service and then eventually rent movies and TV shows and buy things, um, they'll make more money like that. You know, think of it as the razor and not the blades. Give it away cheap and people will probably spend money on it. I just want to make a general comment about this presentation because I'm looking at the the Apple website and there are these four square things talking about the main um, services, Apple TV+, Apple News+, Apple Arcade, and Apple Card. Notice the new design language. Gone is the i, iPod, iBooks, iMac, etc. You know, the iMac's still going to be around, the iPad's going to be around, the iPhone. But now all these services have the little Apple logo. We've seen this with the actual Apple TV device. We've seen this with the Apple Watch. But all these services use the Apple logo. There's a problem with this because it's not easy to type. You're not going to have people putting hashtag Apple TV Plus with the logo because they don't necessarily know how to type it. But I find this interesting that they're really pushing the logo as part of the branding for these things. Exactly. Everything is becoming Apple again. And gone is I. I think so. But on the, on the other hand, what's interesting is if you go to the Apple Watch page and you look at the, the, the actual branding for the watch, it's Apple Logo Watch, but at the top of the page, they use the, the words Apple Watch when they're showing the different models. So, you know, obviously they understand that people need to pronounce it, but the branding that they're using for the new services uses that Apple logo. And I guess we won't see the i anything anymore. Uh, the iPhone will exist forever and probably the iPad, but maybe after the iMac, we're going to see a Mac something, you know, uh, on the on the laptop that they, they don't use eyes. Uh, maybe the the iMac itself will be replaced at some point. But just general comment that all these services do have that in common. Well, the iMac is the only Mac with the I in it anymore. Yeah. That has a pedigree going back to yep. 1998. And maybe by tradition, which Apple doesn't always observe, by tradition, they'll keep it that way, just like the iPhone dating back to 2007, will be well, that. But the iPhone I, is the iconic brand. Exactly, um, but so is the Mac, the iMac. In a sense, the iMac yeah. is the computer that kind of brought Apple back. Yeah, It started out as an entry-level box with notebook parts and became a mainstream desktop computer and now also a professional computer. Yep. So all these services, except one, are not available yet. The Apple Card in the summer, Apple TV Plus, in the fall, but there's one that's available now, was available immediately, and that's Apple News Plus. Uh, have you done a free trial? Have you checked it out? I have looked at it to see whether I want a free trial or not. The so only what, way you're going to know is by getting the free trial. Exactly. I get most of what I want to read, what I have time to read, from free tiers. Because I'm an Amazon Prime user, I pay monthly, not by the year. Because I'm an Amazon Prime user, I can also get a really low price on the Washington Post. I can okay. also get the yes. New York Times at a special low price. They are okay. not participating in Apple no, News Plus. No, they're not. And in fact, the, the Apple News Plus is more about magazines and newspapers. The, the two magazines are the Los Angeles Times, which is kind of surprising. It's not you know, known to be an international newspaper. And some content from the Wall Street Journal, like I think you get the most recent three days of content and you can't go into the archives. The Wall Street Journal is 30 something dollars a month, so it's understandable that you're not going to get the whole thing. 
But the majority of this is magazines. And if you're a magazine reader, it, it's kind of compelling. So I use a service called Readly, which is similar to a texture, which is, is rolled into Apple News. And Readly has something like 3,200 magazines. I think 300 of them are knitting magazines. Um, so it's not like there's a lot of really good stuff. Apple News Plus currently has about 250 magazines. But for the most part, they're top tier. It's Time, The Atlantic, New Yorker, Vogue, um, Sports Illustrated, uh, People, Vanity Fair, Wired, National Geographic, Scientific American, big names. Things. Most of those are things that I don't get with Readly. But I, I looked at this, and, and as much as I like magazines and I'm a magazine reader, I'm uh, the reason I took out Readly is I'm interested in photography. I had subscribed to one photography magazine because I wanted to just keep up on what's new. And that costs like four pounds a month. The magazine's really expensive here. I pay eight pounds a month for Readly, the cost of two photography magazines, and I've got about 30 magazines that I look at, not every issue. I don't want to spend $10 a month for a service that's going to have a limited number of magazines. They don't have as many. And it's just really overkill. I, I mean, I don't have time to read all this. The, the one thing that I don't have that I would like to read is The New Yorker. Um, it's $100 a year for digital subscription alone. But here's the problem. If you get Apple News Plus, you can read The New Yorker. You can read the magazine issues. But when you go into the Apple News app and see an article from The New Yorker website, you can't read it in the Apple News app. You have to click a link to go into your web browser, and you can only read four articles a month. So while this includes a subscription to the magazine, it doesn't include a subscription to the website, which has plenty of content they don't publish in the magazine. And I just find this annoying that I can read some stuff from a publication, but not all. Um, I, I really don't think this is going to work too well. I don't know how many people these days care that much about magazines to want a magazine subscription at 10 bucks a month. As I said, I get all the content I want with what's online now from Google and from Apple. I can go to those two apps, the Google News and the Apple News free and get most of what I want. A, a few examples, National Geographic, Scientific American, Sports Illustrated. These are um, large niches who read these sorts of things. You can't get them on the web. You can get some content from these publications, but not all of them. So if you are interested in them, then this will tempt you. Um, I'm just, I just don't know if today's generation of readers, uh, you, you said the TV thing was for over 50s. I think this is too. A lot of those publications, certainly the Wall Street Journal. And as I think an editor or a publisher of the Wall Street Journal said, this will be a subset of stories for a wider consumer audience, not so much the really deep financial stuff. By the way, I did hear from Vizio. Isn't that fast? Yeah. I heard from the Vizio PR guy, and he said all Vizio's smartcast TVs, which began in 2016, they use the Google technology. Google Cast, yeah. Right. Smartcast TVs dating from 2016 on will get the Apple upgrade. Okay. Uh, the stuff that I read about Samsung and LG talked about 2018 or... 2019 and later. Um, I guess Vizio is the exception. Vizio is not sold here. Um, so this this is one thing to bear in mind that uh, internationally, 
there are fewer brands with fewer options. The, the big names here are Samsung, LG, Sony, Panasonic even a little bit. Um, but Vizio is maybe U.S. and Canada only, but uh, I've never, they don't sell here. Vizio is a big presence in the U.S., possibly Canada. They sell low to medium price TVs. So it's value yeah. TVs that have really good specs and really good performance for a lower price. Now, in terms of that, because they sell a lot of units, I could see where Samsung and or Apple or and or Samsung and or LG and or Sony, they may decide to offer a wider range of compatibility. Also, it depends on the software versions of what they can do. More to come with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264 Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264 Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. This is George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens, and we're proud to promote amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Visit GCNLife.com for products like Luminesce. The Luminesce Anti-Aging Skin Care Line restores youthful vitality and radiance to your skin, reducing the appearances of fine lines and wrinkles with stem cell technology. There's also Instantly Ageless, which works within two minutes, reducing under-eye bags, fine lines, wrinkles, and pores. 
Jeunesse has products to help you with how you look and feel in a very short time. Noble-nominated Dr. Vincent Jampapa has designed several products helping the body perform better. Jeunesse products have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and they're available up to a 25% preferred price discount. See all of the amazing Jeunesse products at GCNLife.com or call toll-free 1-844-443-6637. 1-844-443-6637. Homemakers. Groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always price less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. I guess it also depends, Kirk, on whether they think someone with a 2016 set is really going to drop and buy a brand new set just to get Apple, and the answer is they won't. They won't, no. So one of the reasons the TV manufacturers are really excited about this, people aren't buying TVs anymore. They upgraded to HD, they upgraded to 4K, 3D failed. Uh, does anyone even sell 3D TVs anymore, or at least promote them? Hardly anyone's buying these 8K TVs, which are kind of ridiculous. So you're not getting people buying TVs very often. I'm looking at a website here where I've bought some audio equipment called Richer Sounds. They're a chain. They have like 30 or 40 stores. They give a six-year guarantee with all their TVs. So they're assuming that most people are going to keep these TVs at least six years. And I think in reality, most people will keep a TV 10 years. Unless it's a really cheap TV, not that many people upgrade. It's like, it's like you look at people when they have an iMac at home. It could be 10 years old. Because it's not like us who care about the new features. Uh, that That's a niche, the people who really care. Oh, this year there's a new TV. I want to check it out. I agree with you. Also, really, the difference from year to year for a new TV are very, very minor. Yeah, the jump from HD to 4K, even then, most people with normal size sets didn't see much of a difference with 4K. No. So they're going to keep it for years. So there's no incentive on the part of TV makers to not offer the Apple upgrade if it's feasible. But the point with Vizio is that's allowed by their software. Their software can be upgraded with these new features. They allow it. I don't know about the rest of them. But it also means you'll keep that set longer because you have the value-added feature of Apple. For Apple, offering it anywhere is good for them because it reaches so many more millions of people. I mean, Apple Music is available on Android. Yeah, and and Apple said they had 40 million installs on Android. It doesn't mean there's 40 million subscribers, um, but that means a lot of people have downloaded the app to try it out. I'm just looking at these TVs. So I've got a 55-inch TV, two and a half years old, whatever. The only thing that could get me to upgrade is when OLED TVs are more affordable, and I would buy something perhaps 60 or 65-inch. But I'm looking at a minimum of 2,000 pounds for something decent like that. And that's just not an expense that I can make. 
And, and I think for most people, if they want a really nice TV, they're going to do it once and they're not going to do it often. And really, I think most people buy TVs under $1,000. My TV cost 800 pounds on Amazon Prime Day. It was a few hundred pounds off. I'd be very hard pressed to spend more than a thousand pounds for a TV. So one more thing, Apple Arcade. I'm not very excited about that because I'm not a gamer. I've talked to a number of people who think that the whole exclusive thing is a problem because you do have this platform war in you know what's on Xbox, what's on PlayStation, etc. I don't know who the target audience for this is. I think it's it looks like Apple's going to not have hyper-violent games. So this is the kind of thing you can let your kids play without worrying too much. But other than that, there's so many games. And isn't there something, wasn't there just a service for streaming games that was just announced? I have to ask Peter Cohen. I am not a gamer. Yes, Peter ask Peter when he's stuff. on the show. He's, he's the game guy. I'm pretty sure there was a thing that was just announced. You might need high bandwidth to use it. I'm just not convinced that these are all games that people don't know. They're exclusive to Apple. And I think it's fine that Apple is spending the money to get exclusives, and I'm sure some of them are quite good. But they're not going to attract people who've heard about a game because not that many people are going to do it. I, it's kind of a weird idea. But I, if you put all this together, we get to the mythical Apple Prime subscription, or what I think is more likely the Apple Plus subscription which includes music and news and TV and games and perhaps Apple Care and iCloud storage and all that. And that's when this whole thing gets interesting, when all these pieces of the puzzle get put together and Apple offers a single subscription because you don't want to pay 10 bucks for the news, but if it's in a bundle and it only costs five bucks, maybe you will. Okay, the gaming doesn't interest you, but it's part of the bundle, you might take it. Again, it has to be a collection of really good content. And maybe as you say, the TV content offering these traditional stars will appeal to the executives to get more involved in it. And maybe that's the yeah. reason, showcasing the potential. But, you know, a lot of this stuff is written in broad brushstrokes, and we don't really know what's going to happen. And maybe Apple doesn't have it all finalized either, or they want to keep us guessing. But right now, I think what I heard was mostly a nothing burger. I wouldn't say that. And, and again, I'll stand by what I said. I think the Apple card is a very big deal. I think some of the TV stuff will be interesting. Um, I think that, again, the Spielberg amazing stories, that could be really nice. But I'm not impressed by the news. I don't know who the target audience is that. Uh, I'm not. We don't know enough about the game thing. And I, I think, yeah, what, what what you're saying is that there's nothing that really stands out here. I mean, there's Oprah who came in with this, you know, overly bombastic presentation about, you know, the greatest voice ever. I was thinking they're going to bring Obama on stage. Um, and it's just Oprah. It's, you know, the TV savior of the sort of middle brow. You know, she's basically daytime TV, a, a little bit better than the average, but she promotes a lot of pseudoscience and quackery. And, and I know she has a lot of credit in the business and she's well-loved and she could run for president. Um, but I'm not sure that that's really... Apple's thing. Now she talked about her book club and, and I found it interesting, the idea of like streaming this to Apple stores around the world, but you know, not everyone around the world speaks English. There's going to be books that aren't translated. And, and that's a pretty arrogant way of approaching this. Just assuming that everyone outside the U S cares about Oprah because they really don't. You notice 
most of these services are not available in many countries. The Apple TV, they said 100 plus countries. Apple News is currently only available in four countries. And this is what, it was launched in 2017. It's available in the US, UK, Australia, and Canada was just added. In, in these two years or whatever, they haven't brought on any other countries because of the way the publishing business works in other countries. I, I, I think the Apple Arcade is probably going to have more countries, but the Apple Card is US only to start with. So none of these approach the Chinese market, which Apple keeps saying is so important. And the thing to realize, too, because something, because something caters to US and Canada doesn't mean it's going to work in the UK. There has to be different licensing. The licensing of content like that is very, very complicated. So I don't know what Apple's well, going to do. So I guess we'll find out, won't we? That, that's, one advantage, that's one advantage of Apple producing their own content or buying their own content for TV because they own the rights and they don't have to deal with the licensing. It, you know, it's built into the contract for residuals, et cetera, but they don't have to actually license anything. Whereas with news, they do. Uh, we, with games, it's the same. If they're paying for the content, they do what they want. We've got Kirk McElhern. Tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. Uh, you can find me at my website, kirkville.com, where I write about, oh, all sorts of stuff. Before I start yawning with the name mentioned of Oprah Winfrey, Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me again, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The Trump administration says it's cutting direct USA to three Central American countries. The State Department says it will suspend payments to El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. Mark Jones is a political analyst at Rice University. If President Trump believes that somehow by cutting off aid, he's going to get a change in behavior by these three governments, he's sorely mistaken. If they could do more to essentially align themselves with the United States on this policy, they would. The announcement comes as the president threatens to shut down the U.S. border with Mexico. If they don't stop them, we're closing the border. They'll close it, and we'll, we'll keep it closed for a long time. I'm not playing games. Attorney General William Barr says a redacted version of the Mueller report will be sent to Congress by mid-April.
So far, Barr has sent a four-page summary of the report, but Democrats say they want the whole thing. This is USA Radio News. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-561-5716. That's 800-561-5716. Again, 800-561-5716. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So riddle me this, Peter Cohen. Does anyone really care about Oprah Winfrey coming up with new shows for Apple's TV Plus? Yeah, you know, that's uh, I think that, that there's certainly a, a, a uh, an audience for it. And I think that that's why um, Apple uh, was so anxious to appeal to those folks during the event. You know, it's it's it, it's weird. It, it, it the, the event kind of didn't really connect with me, but I understood what they were going for. People over 50. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. You know, Oprah's got a lot of cachet. Um, you know, Tim Tim Cook is obviously really infatuated uh, with her as well. And there's no question that, that you know, she's got a big presence in, uh, uh, in the general market. So she brings a lot of clout uh, to Apple's announcement. But, you know, I found the whole thing uh, to be kind of a, uh, a weird flex um, from, from Apple because uh, I wasn't quite sure why they were pitching us um, these shows the way that they were. I, it didn't quite make sense to me. The thing here is that most of the shows are to older people. I mean, look at J.J. Abrams. What has he done lately? He did Lost. He did Felicity. He did Alias. He directed two of the Star Wars films. 
Steven Spielberg, they want to bring back a 30-year-old anthology show that only lasted two years. Well, hey, look, if uh, this leads to a resurrection of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, I wouldn't mind. Okay. As long as they don't try to CGI Neil Patrick Flannery into being 20 years old again or anything like that, that would be creepy. So what are they doing here with, with Carrie Fisher? That's weird. Right, yeah. I mean, Neil Patrick Flannery has the advantage of still being alive, of course. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what, what happens here. You know, it, it, when, when Netflix pivoted from going from uh, go, going into, into more of its own um, uh, content, I think a lot of people, you know, scratched their head and wondered if Netflix had the chops to, uh, you know, go head to head with uh, – uh, the big uh, production studios or even television production studios. And now nobody questions that Netflix is a big player uh, in the streaming media space. So, uh, you know, let's, let's uh, you know, it's good to be skeptical, I think. Anytime um, Apple or anyone else introduces um, uh, a new product like this, but I, I think we, we have to take the long view also and understand why Apple's doing it. Um, and... Um, you know, the resources that they brought to bear um, to, to, to make this happen. Well, again, we have to see exactly where this goes. I mean, what was the last successful film from M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a showcase for Spielberg and his friends. Um, and and it, what, what struck me as, as particularly tone deaf about that is this coming on, on the heels days after uh, Spielberg said that um, uh, some content from Netflix should be uh, excluded from consideration for awards because of, um, uh, you know, it's 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 position as, as streaming content. So it, it's just it's 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 funny to see uh, both sides of it. Um, with the perspective of of a couple of days well i guess that's why you know you're you're uh you're 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 not exactly uh gung-ho on netflix right now okay it makes a lot more sense therefore it becomes just another hollywood bigwig for better or worse but that's also well, true of jj yeah. abrams because most of his credits are production ronald d moore i like because he did the revised Battlestar galactica Mm -hmm. Although the last few episodes I thought were muddled messes, but that's me. Yeah, everybody brings their strengths and uh, um, and challenges um, to this new space. Um, but Apple has definitely um, coordinated some A-list talent, that's for sure. Some big stars. I wonder what they'll do to go after the younger audience, though. All right? That would be interesting. Now, we have, of course, Apple... Licensing AirPlay 2 and the Apple TV app to TV makers. Also to Roku and Amazon. So they'll be on Roku and Amazon devices. So Apple TV, the set-top box doesn't matter so much anymore. As far as going on your smart TV set, it will be Samsung, LG, Sony, and Vizio, as far as I recall. I did ask Vizio how far back will they go with their sets? They have a SmartCast feature based on Google te Google technology where you can download upgraded apps. And they told me it will be available for all sets starting in 2016. So for 2016, 17, 18, and 19, four years of sets for Vizio will be eligible. I don't know about the rest of the companies. Hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. That's that's a, that's a very interesting data point. I didn't realize that. Something that just occurred to me. Seriously. Mm-hmm. No, I wanted to check it because it means to them that people who have recent sets don't have to buy new ones because because they know people are not going to buy a new TV set just to have Apple TV on it. Obviously, yeah. It's got to be a, a, a reason for them to do it. So they keep the sets, what, six to ten years? Even the switch to 4K, most people don't notice, but if people want to buy a new set, you get 4K. Isn't that spectacular? So they do that. So I see what Apple's doing to get their service in front of many eyeballs as possible. Mm-hmm. Realizing that the Apple TV set-top box is really not done very well. So this way they have another way to get their services into everybody's hands. If it's available on all the recent TVs as a downloadable upgrade. In fact, Vizio is offering me a beta test to beta test the software on my set. So I'm going to check about that. Listen, that sounds interesting, but no details are fleshed out. We just have some flash and very little substance. We have the big stars that appeal to people over 50, and that's about it. Not much else. You know, Gene. I mean, that that you know, in terms of uh, all all hat and no cattle, that was sort of uh, the the the, um, the the running consistent theme of of this this announcement. I mean, it, okay, so um, Apple TV, the, the the new TV app that was featured in the presentation um, is available to people who are beta testing uh, the new version of. Uh, of iOS that's currently available. So if if you've downloaded the the latest uh, the latest beta of iOS, and you know it's a, it's a public beta, there there are tens if not hundreds of thousands of people out there enrolled in it right now who who've got it. Um, you're you're playing with the new TV app now, and that'll be uh, available as a general release for everyone else uh, when that's ready, uh, ostensibly sometime in in the next few weeks. But um, you know the. The, the thing that makes this interesting for me is that we, we didn't really hear a lot of details about how Apple Arcade, for example, which was another announcement that was made, is really going to work, either from the developer standpoint or from the user standpoint. There are a lot of details that, that, that Apple didn't flesh out. They just wanted to announce it out there. They wanted to get the word out there. They wanted to get the name out there. You know, they, they wanted that brand identification of Apple Arcade and, you know, Apple TV Plus and... Uh, and so on, but they, they, they've kind of left us hanging with all of the important information. And look, uh, the, the month, if the last time I checked, is still March. It's not June. We're not at the point where Apple is ready to have its grand unveiling at the Worldwide Developers Conference, where it opens the kimono a little bit and gives us a look inside the technology. Uh, you know, a practical understanding a little bit more, um, you know, especially from the developer standpoint, uh, as to how these new technologies work and where the hooks are and how the secret sauce is made. Right, so we're we're still we're still a couple of months away from that, um, but that also I think left a lot of us, like you and me, Gene, as evidenced by our current conversation, uh, kind of scratching our heads, going, "Yeah, okay, so is that all there is?" But we have five more segments to spend with Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live-underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional, off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. 
Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Now, the problem I see with any more streaming services is the market's getting crowded. There's a lot of exclusivity among streamers. So a lot of Disney content is disappearing from Netflix because Disney's introducing their own service. Disney now owns 40% of the movie industry. They bought the studio and the archives in 20th Century Fox from Rupert Murdoch. You add that to what they have, it's 40%. We have Comcast owns Universal and NBC. So we have Warner's owned by AT&T. We have just a very few sources for the major entertainment and obviously with cbs they got cbs all access for their stuff disney's going to keep their stuff so apple has to produce their own shows to make a difference but can they produce enough shows will you subscribe to apple tv to watch two shows this is why i don't watch cbs all access why pay any amount even 5.99 with commercials to see just star trek discovery there, it's not to say that they're a one-trick pony, but you know, at the time that that the new Star Trek series de- debuted, that was certainly my excuse for not wanting it. It's like, you know what? I don't see anything else on it that's compelling enough for me to want to upgrade or want, want want to subscribe to the service, and I'm not going to pay it just for this. And you know, I've revisited it a couple of times, and that's the thing. I, I think as 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 conscious, aware, and mindful consumers, it's uh, it, it's the obligation of all of us to stay informed about how this stuff works and what really sort of suits our budget and our tastes and so on. But let's face it, it's gotten from the consumer standpoint to be an infinitely more complicated experience than it used to be. I feel like it's the death of a thousand cuts at the end of the day. Like I understand the content creators all want to be paid for their effort. I absolutely agree that they should. And, you know, piracy is rampant on the internet. BitTorrent, you know, is still a major way for people to get a hold of content that they don't deserve because they haven't paid for. And I want to make sure that everybody gets paid fairly because I want to see these industries thrive. I want to see the content creators in these industries, you know, the, the, the people who are actually making these shows, you know, continue to, to be able to make them. But there's got to be some kind of equitable relationship there. So I think that it's interesting that one of the announcements, one of the positioning statements that Apple really had all with all this is, look, if you want to pay, you know, in bulk, then great, go do that. Otherwise, we can simplify the process for you here. And then you can pick and choose what you want. Well, you know, the problem as I see it is that in terms of my budget, I'm already tithing to Comcast. Comcast is the new Microsoft, really, when you think about it, uh, to Comcast every month because they're my cable and internet provider. And there are no other options in this area that are even close to comparable. Like it's, it's either this or DSL, you know, where I live. 
Now, you can castigate me for living in the middle of nowhere and in a technological desert, but the bottom line is there are a lot of communities like this one where you only have one option for a high-speed internet access provider, and that guy, that guy is going to be the same one who gives you ostensibly telephone and television service, and they're going to force you to eat their triple play packages in order to make it worthwhile for you to do it. Because if you try to a la carte it from them, you still get ripped off every month. Or you don't get content that you need. Like, you know, for us, it's local channels. We need local channels because we want to be able to get news traffic and weather reports that are specific to our area. So there's always some way that they have to get you, but it's really the death of a thousand cuts, Gene, and I've had enough of it. I'm ready to take my mud hut and go live in the woods away from all this technology nonsense. Wouldn't it be nice to go back 40 years and not have to <laughs> yeah. worry about our stupid smartphones? You know, I, I don't know about that. I, I'm very happy with, you know, living in the current technological era, but I wish that we hadn't balkanized the way we consume entertainment quite like we have. I really think that it's a mistake, and I don't think it's consumer-friendly. Um, and I, in fact, I think it's pretty consumer-hostile at the end of the day. But on the other hand, we have an extraordinarily an extraordinary wealth of content that we've never had in any of our lifetimes, right? We have access to more great series, uh, television series, and uh, you know, feature films and feature length content and miniseries and um, interactive products like Bander, like uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch on Netflix. Uh, you know, there, there's all sorts of envelope pushing, both in terms of the way that the content is delivered to us and what content is being delivered to us that makes it very exciting to live in this time right now. But it does become very expensive if you become a regular consumer of it. And if there are things that you want, oh, I got to subscribe to Hulu to get this one. Oh, I got to subscribe to Netflix to get this one. Oh, this one's only on Amazon Prime. Well, damn, man, you know, how much are you going to rook me for every month? This is supposed to be cord cutting, meaning that you wouldn't have to pay the ransom by the cable or TV provider. So we have 20,000 different streaming services. You add the price up. And where are you? Instead of having one interface with a cable or satellite box, you have 10 interfaces, 10 designs, 10 services with each having their own capabilities. I mean, that was a part of the joys of the Apple TV set-top box being able to search among your content. But isn't it just as easy to take the cable DVR or satellite DVR and take one remote and just scan through it? I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, I think about how I consume um, content, and I don't know if I'm uh, typical or atypical, but there's streaming content that I like, and all of my devices, you know, my, my X1 box from Comcast, my Apple TV, um, you know, all the other devices that I use to stream content um, are plugged into our Netflix account and our Amazon Prime account, and, you know, generally finding the, the stuff that we want to want isn't really the problem, and even finding our way to that content isn't the problem. You know, it's, it's whether you're using the Apple TV or, or any of these other systems, they really do, you know, in many cases, try to make it as invisible for you as possible to just get near the content that you want. Um, but, you know, then you end up with these gatekeepers in the way, like, oh, this is a Star series. You know, you've got to subscribe to Stars if you want that. Um, 
So seeing aggregation there, I think is very helpful. Um, and, you know, it's sort of a, uh, I, I guess it's, it's a return to a simpler time when we paid one cable bill and got access to everything. You see, and of course, some of the cable companies also offer Netflix as part of the package. So you get the best of both worlds there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, I, I look at a friend of mine who um, is, um, you know, in, in a different income bracket than I am. And uh, it, it made sense for him just to max out his package with his cable company. And he's got everything. You know, including the smart TV, they can pretty much do everything. And I think that that's one of the really great things about Apple abstracting Apple TV from the set-top box experience. It's very smart, and it's actually long overdue, right? Apple TV needs to be a service. It needs to be a service that's that's ubiquitous, you know, but Apple's got to make Apple TV worth paying for. Now, there's still going to be a place for the Apple TV set-top box, right? Because that thing can do things that a an Apple TV or an, an, Apple, uh, an Apple TV app on a device like a television can't, right? Because it's more sophisticated hardware, because it's got more capabilities. How many people use those capabilities? Yeah, that's the question, right? I mean, I, I, I know I do, but I don't think that I'm very typical in that regard. Heck, I even went out and bought a game controller to work with my Apple TV. How about them apples? You're a gamer person. Did that's they ever right. have I, a compelling game on Apple TV? Oh, Apple TV games are fun. And, you know, this is the, this is the thing that makes Apple Arcade so fascinating for me, Gene. Um, and I, I'm hoping that we'll get a chance to talk about Apple Arcade more in depth in, a few, in, in, uh, in an upcoming segment. Um, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of compelling game experiences for Apple TV, but I think that they go very underutilized and very underemphasized for the user. I don't think that the discovery process on Apple TV um, is particularly great. I don't think that the Siri controller is really the right controller either. And actually, you know, I, I had multiple reasons for getting that MFI compatible controller that I got for my, my Apple TV. It's called a uh, a Nimbus from Steel Series. Uh, one of the reasons why I picked it up is because it works on the Mac, and um, uh, it's it's interesting to be able to use MFI compatible games um, uh, on the Mac with this controller as well. So it's got multiple purposes, but um, it, it it made me realize how poor that Siri remote is as a game interface. It really makes it awful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in many cases. So there are good games that I think go underplayed on the Apple TV simply because the default controller, which you have to support because everybody's got one, is not to the, da- the task. We've, we've got more to come with Peter Cohen on the Tech Night Owl Live. <laughs> Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov slash sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So you'll be a subscriber to Apple Arcade, right? Absolutely, on day one for sure. I want the truth. <laughs> Well, let's back up and talk a little bit about Apple Arcade because that was something that 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 flashed by. It didn't flash by. It was there for a few minutes. Um, on on the uh, um, the the event floor that I thought was really interesting. Apple Arcade is is this this subscription based uh, game service that Apple will be rolling out this fall. Um, I'm assuming based on the fact that it's rolling out this fall that it's going to be commensurate with the new versions of iOS, macOS, tvOS that we're going to get. Um, the ones that are going to be introduced, with, like I said in an earlier segment at WWE. DC. So, um, uh, Apple Arcade uh, is going to have uh, at least 100 games um, at launch, I believe, that are going to run on uh, your Apple TV, um, your iOS device, so your iPhone or your iPad, and also your Mac. And this is what makes it particularly interesting for me because it is non-trivial to get an iOS game a game that 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 is ready to rock on an iPhone or an iPad to work on the Mac. You can't just flip a switch and say, okay, there, it's done. Because control input systems are different between the Mac and the iPad or the iPhone. Uh, you know, one is a touch interface. The other is a, is a, a mouse or trackpad driven interface. That's one practical example. There are a lot of other underlying architectural differences between the two operating systems that make that a non-trivial process. Now, people do it. You will see games in the Mac App Store that are clearly ports of iOS games, but they generally take a little bit of refitting to work, and it isn't a just cookie-cutter process or an automated process to have happen. That is one very interesting thing. So Apple has developed a pipeline to make those games work more smoothly between platforms. That is 
data point one that's very interesting. Data point two that was very, very interesting for me is that Apple said in its press release announcing that Apple Arcade, that it's putting its money where its mouth is, quite literally. It is helping to fund and helping to develop games for this new service that it's rolling out. So this is a sea change for Apple. Longtime developers of Apple uh, or of, of games designed to run on Apple hardware would tell you that Apple has taken a very church and state, state approach to the funding and development of games for its platform. And it's done this for a very, I think, salient tactical reason because the suspicion was that if Apple paid developer X to bring a game to the Macintosh, other developers would refuse to develop for the Mac platform unless Apple paid them. So Apple would basically have to ransom the PC game industry to get anything. So Apple's kind of left Mac gaming, for example, to fend for itself, but it's never really backed the development of a first-party studio. This is not uncommon in the game community, right? Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, all own developers that create products for their own platforms or have started developers who the first party developers developers subsidiaries that created software for their platforms you know apple has claris <laughs> and uh, you know the the old claris you know and filemaker filemaker is a wholly owned subsidiary of apple that that's kind of the closest parallel uh to it but you see what i'm saying so for them to actually step up uh, with in this case independent developers some uh, indie small developers some medium-sized developers some big um content houses that have huge brands to to actually fund the development of these games that is really really interesting to me that that uh i think i don't want to overstate it but my suspicion is that, that that's kind of a, a real uh change at the top from apple for them to actually do that i know nothing about games but if apple can get something going there hey what the hey what about apple news plus so Apple News, you know, offers you um, access to over um, 200 uh, titles, uh, magazines, uh, newspapers, not a lot of newspapers, but some. Um, and the important thing to under for, for $10 a month. Uh, and the important thing to understand here is that it's curated, right? So it's not the complete content of each publication. Um, it's curated content. It's it's handpicked by Apple ostensibly, and of course, you know, vetted through the uh, the publisher as well. Uh, but the idea is to give you a taste of of you know what you're getting from everyone's. But it's it's a lot of in depth content. It's feature content. It's not like it's annotated. It's not like it's uh, it's truncated or changed in any way. Uh, but it is curated. In some cases, um, and in many cases, the publications are actually in a format. Um, have the the, the content um, has been produced in a format that Apple displays in the news app natively, um, so it can use all of the Apple News app features to uh, to show you the content. In other cases, um, it's simple PDF reproductions of the actual print magazines that you're looking at. Um, which is a much rougher experience, I think, for, for, for most of us uh, than the way that Apple News works. Um, 
but it 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 it's a certainly a a great um, alternative for people who are looking for um, easy access to that content. I've actually been pretty surprised with how much I've used Apple News just on my Macintosh running Mojave since they introduced it uh, with Mojave's release last last fall. Um, I'm a big RSS uh, newsreader fan. In fact, Net Newswire is an app that I've used for years and still really rely on to stay informed about what's going on on all the different websites uh, whose content I care about. But more and more, I've been clicking on that N um, uh, uh, icon in my dock because Apple News um, uh, is presented in a format that makes it very easy to scroll through. It's very human scannable. It's very human readable. Um, it's populated with rich text and rich, me rich media. It makes it very easy to look at that content, both on my Mac and my iPhone. Um, so I understand the evolution of this, and I think that it's very smart. I am not too worried about the fact that it's curated, because who has time to read 300 publications like ever in their life? That's a lot of bathroom reading. I'm not that constipated, fortunately. Your mileage may vary. We don't want to talk about the C word here, okay? Anyway, I don't see that I see enough material that I read that I need to buy something more. In terms of Apple TV Plus, if I have spare whatever it's going to cost, I don't know that I have time to watch anything more. And Apple is entering a very crowded marketplace. So the question is here, can they make a difference? And will that difference make a difference for them? Let's move away from the services briefly here and look at these hardware announcements where Apple's playing catch-up. So we didn't get a new iMac last year. We get one. We get mm -hmm. an iPad Air that I want to talk about, an iPad Mini 5 that costs more than the cheapest iPad. So it's $399. There's an iPad unchanged from last year for $329, a full-size iPad. I can't understand that. Yeah, you know, iPad, uh, the iPad product lineup has gotten a lot messier um, since the introduction of the Pro models. And um, they, uh, there are a couple of obvious things to say here. The iPad mini was long overdue for a refresh. The iPad mini had not been updated since, I think, 2016 or something like that. It was an old iPad. It really needed to change. Um, so, uh, you know, the, I'm, I'm glad that I, that, that Apple brought it forward. I'm glad that Apple has really kind of modernized the iPad too. It's, it's, uh, the iPad mini too, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's a much more competent, uh, device. It is, um, priced in the seven inch range in astronomical in an astronomical area. But, um, you know, that's because Kindle really kind of commodified that space and, um, took all the, the heat and light out of it, you know, but there, there's only one premium seven inch tablet maker really. And that's Apple. Um, uh, I think that, um, you know, with regards to the iMac, yeah, I mean, look, Apple is increasingly hampered by factors completely out of its control, um, you know, such as the glacial pace that Intel is really making right now and differentiating its 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 processors. Let me let's um, continue that. Let's continue that in our next segment. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Now Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264 Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264 Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800 Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. We continue with Peter Cohen on the Tech Night How Live. And in case you missed the previous segment, we were talking about Intel and the glacial pace at which they're developing new processors. Peter? Yeah, I mean, you know, Moore's Law, whatever. Uh, you know, it, it was we were able to, to sort of run a, a rat race for, uh, you know, processor increases for a very long time and haven't been able to do that in a while. Now, this new iMac refresh that Apple introduced, um, uh, Apple's, you know, top line message was that I, I, iMacs get a, a 2x performance boost. Um, and that's a pretty dramatic claim to make. So let's unpack that a little bit. They, they've upgraded the Intel um, core processors that are inside uh, the iMacs to, to new uh, eight-core hardware. Um, there, there's some nice performance improvements throughout. But really, a, the, one of the, the, the phrases that, that pops out at me from uh, the introduction of it is that it delivers dramatic increases in both compute and graphics performance. You see... More and more, the the processor itself is is not necess- the be all end all measure of the the overall performance of a computer, whether it's an iMac or a MacBook Pro or a a Mac Pro uh, or a Mac Mini or whatever. It's 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 also dependent on the other processors that are inside of it. And in the case of the iMac, the iMac is actually equipped, at least in, in some configurations, with really really powerful graphics processors. Well, that doesn't just make applications that use graphics processors, like video editing applications or graphics um, applications or games or what have you. Not just those, but more and more applications and system processes that are optimized um, for heavily parallel environments, like the sort of processors that are that are used in these uh, these graphics subsystems. So those can be used as sort of an adjunct to the central processing unit inside the Mac as well, and really provide incredible levels of performance. So when you unpack it a little bit, um, it's understandable why Apple is saying that, that these new Macs are, are, are 2x across the board. But yeah, you know, Apple is, is, is one way or the other is, is, is sort of forced into lockstep with what the rest of the industry is doing because the Mac is still dependent on Intel hardware. Our friend Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer suggested that one of the reasons why the Mac Pro has been delayed, that Apple is trying to make it work with a modified A-series processor. He says it's going to be an A-series processor, the first Mac. What's your perception? That's got to be controversial. Yeah, it's absolutely controversial. But look, Apple has handled that transition actually a number of times, right? Because the Macintosh, the, the, the original Macintosh, the 1984 Macintosh, w- was introduced with a 68,000 series processor from Motorola. And of course, uh, Apple iterated through that series of designs and then eventually worked with IBM and Motorola to create the PowerPC chip, which made the Mac work for a number of years and transitioned developers and users through those 
regime changes each time. It did it again in 2006 when they switched from the PowerPC architecture to the Intel architecture. So Apple has this process down, and Apple has done a lot to enable that to sort of work in a very sophisticated and seamless way um, for a lot of its users, even though, you know, it's been transitionary for developers and in many cases uh, for platforms when that's happened. But look, the technology is there, the brain power is there in Cupertino to manage it. I'm not actually worried, or I don't really think of it as a controversial issue, just more of an issue of timing. And the timing ultimately is affected by a few factors, some within Apple's control and some without. First of all, it's the development of an A-series processor, or maybe an M-series processor for one that can run on the Macintosh that's built like that processor, but even more sophisticated uh, or more high performance than uh, the ones that it puts in phones. You know, something that is designed for, you know, desktop use, something that is designed for use in a larger mobile device like the laptop. That's very conceivable. I have no doubt that Apple's working on that. And I have no doubt that Apple is nearing the point where the silicon that it has for these other products are, you know, comparable in performance to what a good, really good, well-configured Mac can do. Once we're at that point, I think it'll be less of a uh, of a uh, of a big issue. One thing that does kind of concern me, though, or one one of many things that concerns me, is what the developer transition process looks like at that point, because uh, that that's that's often where Apple has run into problems before. But you know, like I said, it's it should be old hat at this point because it, it seems to happen generationally within how Apple works. Well, of course, we see that. Intel can't even get 10 nanometer processors out, and Apple's down to seven. Yeah, yeah. You know, not, and, and it's not an apples to apples comparison, pardon the pun. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's difficult, or it's, 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 it's interesting to see the juxtaposition when you're scaling from two different directions. The thing I wonder about here if Apple goes A series, Not that they can't do it, not that it wouldn't offer great performance, but what happens to virtualization? The ability to run, of course, Windows software on a Mac at really good speed. Yeah, because that that functionality is something that really helps um, the the Macintosh uh, work well, especially in corporate IT um you know where there are a lot of processes workflows and systems that require uh some level of windows use so uh, you know virtualization is possible well what's the performance like who knows we'll see but um you know this is a manageable task now uh given current hardware i imagine that um any future hardware would 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 also make it manageable in some way also, when we evaluate the speed of the A-series processor, we're looking, we're looking at products that are very, very seriously resource-constrained. You know, an iPhone, iPads. Imagine that thing ran at full bore. What is its capability? Well, yeah, resource-constrained in the sense of, of having limited access to power, right? And also um, constrained in terms of how much heat um, it can produce because it, it, it's in a very small um, enclosure. So the uh, issue of scalability is, uh, um, 
is 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 no longer a problem, right? You get a lot more real estate to work with, um, even in a small desktop computer, than you do in a phone or even a tablet. So, um, or uh, for that matter, even a 13-inch laptop. So, um, yeah, a- a- absolutely, it can it can scale very differently in those different environments. Also, if Apple were to have some kind of emulation, which they will, would they try to use the graphics hardware to enhance performance? Well, Apple's here's here's the interesting thing about um, Apple's transition. I'll tell you what. Let me let me let me just move this to the next segment. We got more with Peter Cohen on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The Trump administration says it's cutting direct USA to three Central American countries. The State Department says it will suspend payments to El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. Mark Jones is a political analyst at Rice University. If President Trump believes that somehow by cutting off aid, he's going to get a change in behavior by these three governments, he's sorely mistaken. If they could do more to essentially align themselves with the United States on this policy, they would. The announcement comes as the president threatens to shut down the U.S. border with Mexico. If they don't stop them, we're closing the border. They'll close it, and we'll, we'll keep it closed for a long time. I'm not playing games. Attorney General William Barr says a redacted version of the Mueller report will be sent to Congress by mid-April. So far, Barr has sent a four-page summary of the report, but Democrats say they want the whole thing. This is USA Radio News. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. 
Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-561-5716. That's 800-561-5716. Again, 800-561-5716. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny because they haven't chosen to take the first step towards the life they've always dreamed of. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Start small or dream big. Work part-time or full-time. You choose the pace. Just visit startlivingyoung.com. That's startlivingyoung.com. And click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health products company that spent five years on the Inc. 5,000 fastest-growing private companies in America list. With over a billion a year in sales, they'll provide all the tools you need to thrive and succeed. And you'll be blown away by how little it takes to get started. Visit StartLivingYoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab at the top of the page. 2019 will be the year your new life begins. Your destiny awaits at StartLivingYoung.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So my question at the end of the last segment was, does Apple move any of this virtualization or emulation to the graphics processors? Peter? I think that there's no question. Yeah, I mean, as long as graphics processors are being used, and of course, you know, there, there's graphics processor technology built into um, the 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 A series um, stuff that that Apple puts in iPhone. So, yeah, scales there uh, can scale into into other hardware as well where Apple needs it. And of course, uh, Apple's Metal API is maturing more and more. It's 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 very mature on uh, on iOS and really getting there too on the Mac also. We're seeing a lot of new games come out um, on the Mac platform um, just in this past year that are optimized for 64-bit uh, systems that have been um, uh, configured to use uh, the Metal uh, Graphics API that Apple has uh, has been promoting on the Mac platform after it deprecated OpenGL, and uh, we're seeing some really really incredible results. So, I I, I have I expect that Apple uh, would definitely plan on in, in in a situation like that trying to harness as much compute power across as many systems as possible um, to achieve a really good experience for the user for sure what do you think of the chances anything like that is going to happen is that the reason the mac pro has taken so long to produce no i, I don't think so I, I think Apple will release the Mac Pro when it wants to release the Mac Pro, and whatever the Mac Pro has inside, it's going to have inside. You know, it, you don't. Uh, Apple has broadcast uh, what it's doing about the Mac Pro, I think, in a very appropriate way. And when we're when it's ready to 
to present it uh, to the world. I think that uh, those of us that are interested in it are certainly going to latch on to it. And, uh, you know, it's going to happen sometime this year. Apple's already said that that's the case. Will it happen in June or will it happen prior to or after that? I don't know. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that particular announcement with an almost um, obscene amount of glee. Well, at least Apple appears to be back in the Mac business. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed, you know. Which is better than what we used to deal with them. The iPad upgrade. Now, that looks to be what? 90% of the iPad Pro as an iPad Air for $300 less. Yeah, you know, the iPad Air, it's interesting that they're just calling it the iPad Air, not the Air 3, I guess it would be, right? You know, because this is the, the third iteration of the iPad Air, is it not? Well, the question would be then, with this option, how many people would even care about getting an iPad Pro? Well, you know, as we've discussed on, on previous shows, um, Gene, I've got some experience um, uh, selling uh, and servicing these things in the field. Um, and uh, my experience has been that there, there is a very steady um, and pretty predictable um, market for uh, new iPads across multiple um, uh, size um ranges and multiple price points um you know the people are definitely drawn into the stores to check out the ipad pro they want to see if it's for them they want to try to understand how the pro is differentiated from the other ipads um i'm not sure that apple really needed to kind of uh, ipad mini sure fine and we talked about that in another segment i don't really know that apple needed to go ipad air versus just regular ipad why is it keeping around the ipad not exactly sure. That really seems like the odd duck out right now. Wouldn't be surprising to see that kind of go away fairly quickly. But, you know, maybe it's just a question of, of how much channel inventory Apple has on that. We'll see. Well, there we go with the Macs, with iPads. Apple caught up on most of its hardware. And we never know what's going to happen next. All right. I noticed here, maybe you have a comment on it too. Samsung is warning of an earnings shortfall because of lower sales on smartphones and also on components. Of course, when Apple announced that, the world was about to end. Samsung gets one story and that's it. And the irony is that Samsung's... um or in so many other places that it's uh, probably of uh, significantly more uh, economic importance when Samsung says something like that versus Apple. Remember also, too, we're dealing with industry trends. Samsung certainly meets resistance in China. They're selling parts to other companies like Apple. So all this makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, you know, there there are a lot of indicators out there um, that this booming economy that we keep hearing about um, is 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 not all that it seems. Um, right? There's there's uh, the 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 tariff issues going on um, globally right now, uh, and many of the other global um, political and and economic uh, issues that are happening. Um, are having profound effects on companies like Apple, on companies like Samsung, on companies here in the United States uh, besides Apple, uh, companies in Korea and China 
Um, and and we're we're seeing a lot of things shifting around. So um, the, you know, it, it it'll be interesting to see how volatile um, uh, uh, the rest of 2019 is, uh, because there are some economic indicators that suggest that something may be. Uh, about to happen, not too far off in the future. You know that that uh, we could be moving into a recession phase. Um, you know, or or another uh, 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 um, uh, kind of economic crisis. So we we just got to keep our ears and eyes peeled and uh, make sure that we're doing everything we can to protect ourselves in the interim. Speaking of protecting ourselves. Facebook. What was the latest? Something about housing discrimination? What the heck is going on there? <laughs> oh, man, we're really jumping all over the place tonight, huh, Gene? Well, you look at it this way. This is what's been in the news since we talked last. Facebook yeah, and, is I always mean, it screwing itself up. It looks like Facebook is coming from a corporate Bible that says, how can I screw myself up the most? <laughs> you know, I, 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 we're definitely moving into a different part of public scrutiny um, uh, with uh, with Facebook, and I think that that's a really good thing because I think that that carriers, I, or I think that that, that their 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 excuse that they're platforms and not carriers is is a load of baloney, right? There's no question that they aid and abet. Uh, the uh, movement of certain information um, that they that they provide the the tools that people need to disseminate uh, in some cases really dangerous and awful information um, uh, to a, a receptive audience of uh, uh, of, uh, of 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 similarly minded people and you know the it, 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 the these these tools that that facebook has and that it makes available to its advertisers for example um aren't good or evil but their uh algorithms sure as hell are gamed one way or the other depending on the biases of the people who are programming them and i think that it, it gets really really dangerous really quickly so uh you know to to, to pick up the story um you know that that uh, HUD, you know, the Department of Housing and Urban Development sued Facebook this week um, for engaging in housing discrimination. And their their claim is that Facebook allows advertisers to restrict who's able to see ads on the platform based on race, religion, national origin. Those are filterable uh, features so you can adapt your ad to avoid particular groups that you don't want. Um, and that, of course, um, is a violation of the Fair Housing Act. Act when it comes to advertising for, let's say, an apartment or a condo or even an Airbnb. You know um, what? Let's do our break and have the final segment. Facebook, housing discrimination. Who could have thunk it? With Peter Cohen and Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. 
You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill. So what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know they're good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website sunshinepillows.com or call us 253-678-1361 Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com It's time to start drinking Tahibo tea. Tahibo tea comes from the inner bark of the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. The Tahibo tree never gets sick, never gets infected, and never gets infested. As a result, it contains antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. Tahibo tea can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening condition due to infection, diabetes, or cancer. Every week, someone calls in with the story of another miraculous recovery. Order your Tahibo tea now for only $34.95 per pound plus shipping. One pound makes 300 servings, which is only 12 cents per cup. Call today, 818-883-7222. Again, 818-883-7222 or buy online at drinksupertea.com. That's drinksupertea.com. All orders ship the same day. Call now, 818-883-7222 or buy online at drinksupertea.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. You're listening. 
listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. With this particular housing and urban development department, you don't think they do anything. So if they're going after Facebook, they really must find something bad. This is the this is the um, the group that that's run by Ben Carson, who thinks that um, you know the Egyptians stored grain in pyramids back in the day. So you know it's it's Looney Tuneville anywhere you look at that level in this administration. But hey, look, a broken clock uh, can strike twice right a day, or tr- can strike right twice a day. Correct? You know, so let's give them credit where they're actually doing something important here. But this is the point facebook twitter instagram all these services all these social media platforms that that we're using need to be much more tightly um analyzed by by government agencies so they, they 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 need to be much more forthcoming uh with the algorithms that they're using for this stuff because th- this is a matter of public import when you've got the global reach that you do with facebook uh, this is an area where you really kind of have to treat it like a public utility or something close to it anyway. So do you think, though, that people are just going to get sick of Facebook? Well, I don't want to sacrifice my privacy and all this other nonsense. Probably not. I think that there's a certain segment of the population that just doesn't care, that figures, you know what, privacy is an illusion. Um, that's just, you know, people, that's just busy work for people who worry about. I don't care whatever. At least I can, you know, send people birthday cards and at least people, I can send people cat pictures and everything's good. And you know what? I have a certain amount of that sort of lackadaisical attitude towards it because I continue to use these platforms as well. And I understand that my information is being quantified and, and monetized. And I understand that, you know, people can use the information that I'm posting, but it still keeps me in touch with people who I, I care to communicate with. So we're all complicit in it. And I think that that's part of the issue here is that we've all become so dependent on the technology, it only makes sense that that technology has to be regulated in some meaningful way to make sure that it's not being used in a way that's nefarious. Except, of course, a place like Facebook doesn't care, really. I mean, they have to care when they're faced with possible lawsuits. Well, corporations are people insofar as their legal rights are concerned, but if that's the measure of a person, then, cor- then corporations are also by definition sociopaths because they're not concerned with the social welfare. They don't have any empathy intrinsically. You know, they're just things that are trying to make money. They're entities, right? So, yeah, I mean, we've got to have a conscience about this stuff and we've got to be mindful of it. And and when you've got the, the power and influence that something like Facebook has, maybe, you know, dismantle it or taking it apart is the right idea. And I'll go live in a mud hut in the woods someplace, far away from civilization. But you'll be outside of a cell phone area. Yeah, so when the EMP happens, it won't make any difference. Well, if we live in the Matrix universe, we can just conjure up another universe. I do like the flavor of steak. You know what? We'll find a place where you can get the best prime beef for a dollar and a quarter. (laughs) There we go. But you'll go back in time to 1956. Now, then I can it. get a Rob Roy and smoke at the table. It was funny. I took a passenger via Uber 
a chef who works at a major, major restaurant in North Scottsdale, Arizona. And I talked to him about it. He says the top sirloin steak or the top steak, period, ribeye, whatever. I'm not a steak expert. $89 plus the baked potato for $30. A family of four will go in there $800 to $1,000. That's nuts. So I asked him, do you get a discount? He says, yes, I do, but I can't afford to eat at the restaurant I work for. It's like that scene in Restaurant at the End of the Universe when the cow that's going to be prepared for dinner introduces itself to the diners. That's what I would expect for $89. I would want an interview with my entree. I think if I'm going to pay $30 for a baked potato, somebody drives up from Idaho and brings it over and personally trims it and gets it ready. Yeah, I want to know the name of the potato. I want to know the soil that it was grown in. I want pH balances. I want a complete DNA report, definitely. A certificate certificate of authenticity. At at the very least. I I don't think that that's too much to ask for at all, for $30 for a baked potato. I think here we have to understand. People have the right to start restaurants and charge outrageous prices. People have a right to go to those outrageously priced restaurants and feel some kind of status. Well, the average person can't eat here. He may have to work uh, two weeks to feed a family of four here for one evening. You know, I, when I was young and foolish, we took the family out to an expensive restaurant in Scottsdale, Arizona in the 1990s when I was doing pretty well. I was making good living from the various places I was writing for. And we went in there, I think it was like $120 for the three of us. I thought that was expensive. But yeah, what do I- yeah, I mean, but but different strokes for different folks. Of course, uh, all, you're right. People do have the right to do that. People have the right to uh, spend money on $30 baked potatoes. Uh, the rest of us have the right to ridicule, ridicule them when they do. Now, as someone who has been working for a third-party Apple dealer, well, I just drop in a few questions here. What kind of demand were you seeing for products? What was really getting the most attention? Still iPhones? Well, yeah. I mean, by and large, and this is reflected actually at Apple stores. If you walk into an Apple retail store, uh, you'll see some Macs, and you'll see Mac showcased, and you'll see a, a triage area for Mac customers who are having issues. And uh, some days they even do, uh, you know, training for Mac users. But really, the 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 store is very um, is very focused on the high traffic, uh, high volume stuff, and that is really the iPhone. Um, and, you know, the the Apple Watch and stuff like that. But the iPhone is the center of of the Apple Store, and I think that that's reflected really throughout the ecosystem system you know there are a lot more iphone users with a lot more issues um that that need addressing whether it's you know getting the right case or um getting something fixed if it's not working right or what have you than anything else so that that's definitely um reflected throughout the ecosystem now as a third-party dealer you offer full support in terms of repairs well, uh, here's the story, Gene. I haven't told you, but the third-party dealer that I worked for actually went out of business uh, about a month ago. I am now speaking in the past tense, interestingly. But there's a story there that I think is kind of separate from the third-party story in general. But 
a lot of common similarities I've noticed throughout the U.S., and that is that people are more and more redirecting themselves to go to Apple stores or talking to Apple directly uh, and are finding less use for third-party resellers, unless they're big-box stores pushing volume stuff. You know, if you're a Best Buy or a Target, I'm sure that the numbers make sense for you to carry Apple things. But uh, really, more and more, the ASPs, the authorized service providers that were once the center of Apple's network, have been pushed out more and more to the periphery. Kind of sad, kind of sad. Not just that a place is closing and people lose their jobs, but the way Apple treats them. Then again, dealers over the years didn't treat Apple so well. That's quite correct. It was a very adversarial relationship for a very long time. Tell our listeners, Peter Cohen, if people want to find out more of what you do, do you have anything online they can check out? No. Yes, actually, you can. Uh, my website is Peter Cohen. That's Peter C O H E N dot com. And uh, I can be found on most social networks as Flarg, F as in Frank, L A R G H. You can find us on <laughs> Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl. Gene Steinberg is still on Facebook until they decide to have something better. And of <laughs> course, we have Tech Night Owl Plus, the best way to support the show. We offer you every week, every single week, a version of the show free of network ads, better quality audio. Peter Cohen sounds even better than he does now. To learn more, go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com for simple sign-up instructions. Again, the best way to support the Tech Night Owl Live, Tech Night Owl Plus. So, Peter Cohen, thank you so much for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.